Good morning. Today's class is sponsored for the Rufur Shalema of Jaina Leah Sarah Bad Peshel Gittel, Jaina Falik, in honor of her complete Rufur Shalema and the wedding of her son Shmuel to Brooke next week. The Falik family is a very amazing family. May Hashem give her a Rufur Shalema. Also, Munishma Yerchmil Dian of Gedayam, Sian Benema. And and successively Shavu Menabak, Gadiel Ben Sheva, Emre Ben Sheva, Shefa Ben Sheva, Reina Malka Betov Basha, and Gadiel Ben Sheva, and also Rufur Shalema of Harav Shalom Ben Yamina, Rav Dana Ben Sara, Elishav Malka Betov Shifra Leir Meir Tuv Ben Chaya. Great people have great tests, and I believe that that's what she's going through. Okay, today we're going to talk about a great concept. The book is called The Garden of Knowledge. It's one of Rabbi Rush's book. It was written by Rabbi Rush, translated by Rabbi Brody, and pretty much shows you in, the, in, the, in this book that the whole chapter of Bereshit, every single lesson in our lives, is pretty much there. The book is amazing. We're going to talk about pretty much the first chapter, and we're also going to talk about the concept of why our sages say that faith is a source of all blessings. It doesn't say intellect is the source of all blessings. It says faith is the source of all blessings. It's pretty much in life is how you handle the, the darkness in your life is, is pretty much the blessings that you are going to receive in that area of your life. First, we're going to just take a couple lines from, from this book, Aleph Bet, on faith. And Rav Nachman says, once belief, belief in God must come through faith, not because of miracles. It's extremely important that your connection to God should not be based on a miracle. It should be based on a belief. We know this constantly, that first you have to believe and then you will come to understand. Rav Nachman also says in this, in this, he says, should you find yourself questioning God, keep silent. By the virtue of the silent, your very thoughts will provide you with the answer to your questions. So there's a time to be silent. As we said, the word dam is blood, and the word dom is quiet. Practically what that means is the dam is your emotions. Sometimes you have to, you have to de- de- talk, de- remove yourself from your emotions and go into silence, and dom itself is a cleanser. So the silence, there's a time to be silent. Like when Aaron's sons died, he was quiet. He was silent, he was in bittle. Then the answers come. Remaining silent when you're insulted will earn you an answer to your questions and you will merit a spirit of understanding. So again, sometimes we think like, oh, I'm getting insulted. All these things, these, we're looking at things 90% of all, you know, the world calls any insult um, toxic, toxicity. Maybe these are meant to come to you as a, as a cleansing. You know, we, we, we think everything's toxic in heaven, they look at it as cleansing and because we're in a very soft generation. So just think about that next time you get insulted. Think about this is a chance for you to go into complete, complete, complete surrender and get an answer to your question. Imagine some, you have a question for ten, five years. You don't have an answer. And some idiot comes and insults you. And you're quiet and you get your answer. You would, almost, you would almost invite these people. But obviously in the heat of the moment, things are a lot different. It is necessary to have faith in God. And only then you will be worthy of understanding Him with your intellect. Remember that line. First you have to have faith, then the, in, then the understanding comes. So emunah, then yedida. Yedida means dot. 
Emuna Yedidat. That's extremely important. Submission before understanding. Surrender before knowing. It's, it's the story of our lives. And if you are in marriage, you will recognize that the only, sometimes the best way to, to fix a marriage sometimes is just be silent when there's an argument and let it pass. And this is extremely important to understand that nobody's telling you you have to understand everything right away. First is submission. By, the mean, by means of faith, you can come to understand God. Through faith, one comes to trust in God. And faith is also the, the source of all healing. So you can see, I mean, the, the, our whole life is pretty much we have to get to know Him. And the way we get to know Him is by having faith in Him. So let's talk about Rabbi Rush. Rabbi Rush says the laws, and he, he, takes, he takes this concept. And it's extremely important that we should constantly, anytime you're talking about faith, at any single time you're talking about trust, at any single time you're talking about, this has to be a constant, constant, constant thing you work out. It's like today we're working out, we're working out right now. Yes, sometimes you work out your, 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 your the, the body parts, different body parts. Yes, this has to be worked because faith is just like a muscle. If you work it, it works for you. And if you don't work it, it becomes depleted and it becomes, all of a sudden, what happens? Something else takes over, which are questions. So the fact that you're not working on something, it's because it's not working for you. Very simple. You, you know, just like we, we, you go to the gym and you get that, that flow pump, you get that blood, the oxygen, it's the same thing of that you get in, in, in spirituality. When you're living with faith, you get that flow. You get the flow of life. You're looking at life completely different. You're not, you're not shooting messengers, you're focusing on messages, right? Your, 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 your whole mind is completely different. And this is where Rabbi Rush takes it great. And, and there's, you know, Rabbi Rush, I don't think there's a person out there that was able to take Judaism, books on Judaism and sell it millions to the non-Jews. I, I, don't think, I, I, I don't think there's anything out there today that so many non-Jews, how come so many non-Jews are connected to Breslov and not so much connected to Chabad? Jews are, a lot of, a lot of people, Chabad, Jews not affiliated, but how come, what is the light of Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Nachman's teachings that even non-Jews, and Rabbi Nachman said this, he says, not only will the Jews need me, the non-Jews will need me. This is a pretty, it's a pretty bold statement for a rabbi to say that the, the whole world will need me. The whole world. That's a big statement. And you could see there's so many people that are, and you could see, you know, in my, in my, 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 my recovery centers, what's that Rabbi Nachman stuff again? Show me that Rabbi Nachman stuff again. You know, they, they're, they're obsessed with it. Anything I talk about Rabbi Nachman, it's, 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 you see their light, their faces. Obviously, I, I, I don't go into, but they've never heard this language before. They've never heard this language. And they, they, you can see people's faces lit up. Non-Jews, faces lit up. Right, white, doesn't matter the color of the skin. It's, it's an oxygen. It's like you're, in a dark, you're, in a, you're suffocating and you're not getting any oxygen. And this is, this is, this is their oxygen. And, that, and, and Rabbi Nachman said that the whole world needs me and there will be nobody else after me. My, my light, my, my fire will burn until Mashiach. So there's a, there's a message here that the, because Rabbi Nachman's a- emphasis was itself working on the fundamentals in life. 
Rabbi Ru, he says here, he takes the Pasuk from Bereshit, and the earth had, was empty, and darkness came upon the, earth, the divine presence, and hovered the, the surface of the waters, and Hashem said, let there be light, and then there was light. The law of creation is chaos must follow light. Period. Chaos, first there's tohu vohu, and then there's light. Sometimes we have to go back to basics. Sometimes we're in such chaos that anytime you're in chaos, if in chaos is handled well, there will be light. There will be, believe me, I just went through my own storm recently and I saw a light, a higher light than I, than I would have gotten before. So after chaos, there is be light. And, this, and he says here, this is exactly why Esav was born before Yaakov. We are from Yaakov. Esav was born before you. Why wasn't Yaakov before, born before Esav? Why is it constantly the afterwards, the second thing that's, that's always working out? Why is, why is that always happening? After the breakup, you meet somebody else. After the, 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 the business failure, you get, an, you get a greater idea. This is the story of life. You will be tested before you will be blessed. Emuna must precede intellect. This is Rabbi Rush's number one Breslov 101. They're not asking you the details about the situation. They're asking you the imuna about the situation. <laughs> They're not asking you who's, what's happening. They're asking you, what are you doing about it? Imagine. Imagine somebody's telling you, you know, I'm overweight. I have the, what are you doing about it? Are you praying? Are you working out? They're not interested so much in the details because they're focusing on that this is bringing you to God. This is to strengthen your emuna, which is something beyond, because if you recognize you're just being tested all the time, then it's not, it's past the test. It's not so much about the details. We, and I myself, when I am not in emuna mode, I'm just focusing on the details. When I focus on the essence of the situation, I go straight into prayer, I go straight into thank gratitude. It's amazing. It's ama- it's ama- I mean, I'm teaching these classes. And I'm telling you, when I am focusing on the details and I'm emotionally charged, I'm stuck. I am stuck. And it happens to us. It happens to us. Sometimes we have to go to sleep and wake up the next day with a new mindset. And then we go into gratitude, we go into prayer, and we go into already Imuna. And then your situation solves. I can't... I, it's, it's almost like how many times do we have to repeat this? And it keeps on happening. And this is, this is the way God wants it. And, it. and I'll tell you, and he's saying here, towards the end of the book, and he says the reason why is to keep you humble. There's no, greater, there's no worse thing in the world than a person should be arrogant and think he's got it in the bag. He's always humbling you. Either Hashem will humble you or your wife will humble you. Don't worry. One way or another, you will be humbled. <laughs> Which humility is ultimately, the, you're vulnerable, but you will be humbled. If, you are, if God wants closer to you, if, you, if you're special and you, and you have great things inside of you and you have things to do in your life, you will be humbled. End the story. Whether it's going to come from your wife or it's going to come from, uh, or it's going to come from heaven. But it's happening in order to avoid the ego, in order to avoid the curse of the snake. What's the curse of the snake? Go take all, the, all, the, all you want, all the earth you want, 
but I don't want to have anything to do with you. So the greatest pain in life is distance from Hashem, is distance from your Creator. So this is why it's constantly happening. And this is where we are constantly forced to submit all the time. Submission before knowledge. And this is exactly, you're not learning this in college, you're not learning this in Harvard. <laughs> you're not learning this anywhere. You go to college, you go to the, you're learning the opposite. It's all about intellect and no faith. So tell me, if you're so smart, why are you stuck in, why are you stuck in therapy for 10 years? If you're so smart, why are you stuck in therapy for 10 years? Why are you in therapy for 10 years? Why are you, take, why are you on every anti, anti, five medications to get through the day? Yet you're so smart. Tell me, what's the answer? Why do you need five medications? Again, we're not saying medication is bad at all. Medication does help with therapy. It's proven. With therapy, meaning, and faith. Not just medication and logic. And I see it black and white. Patients that are able to have faith and have meaning and see a bigger picture and surrender. This is why the program, the 12 steps, is so important. It's, it's all about you know nothing. If you're not willing to give up and surrender, if you're not, I see it black and white. I see it black and white. It's not like I'm I, I, reading this and seeing it. It's, it's, it's a two different story. It's nothing to talk about. So it, 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 many cases in life, in all cases in life, emuna must precede intellect. The, the, the opposite of this is the Greek model. The Greek model means you can learn Torah as an intellectual thing, but believing it, it's a whole different story. And that's where the, God forbid, some of the sectors are not uh, they're just all intellect. Now, if you're learning Torah just to, underst to understand it, Chinese people understand Torah, Koreans read Gemara, it's, not, it's, used for, it's just to boost the ego. Here, Ramnachman is telling you, here it's to get to know your creator. Get to know your creator. Isaiah the prophet chastised the Jewish people, telling them your wisdom and your knowledge is the source of your troubles. <laughs> You know how many times I tell people the best thing that can happen to you right now is a spiritual concussion. And I never forget, before I started teaching classes, before I started my speaking career, which came to me not by wanting it, it just came to me by, there was nobody else to do it, so I said, I gotta do it. I was, I was, I was it was two or three o'clock in the morning, I was uh, walking up to, in Breslov actually, to Rabbi, Rabbi Natan's gravesite, which is on a, on a big hill. And the stairs are very, very small. We don't have the money like Chabad does, you know. We don't have these Samuel Roars and that. We don't have... Breslov is... So the stairs are not... They were not in code violations, major code violations. Anything's, everything's code violations in, 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 in Rabbi Nachman's teachings. Everything's a code violation. So I slipped, I fell on my back. Like, I fell on my back in the middle of the night, 360, fell on my back and hit my head. And, and I promise you, after that fall, my, my thinking changed. No way. I, my thinking changed. It was almost like I needed, a, I needed to, to get knocked out so my brain could shift a little bit because something needed to get to this place of I do nothing. And that's the beginning of Breslau. 
the beginning of Muna is recognizing you absolutely know nothing. You absolutely know nothing. Because you know nothing, I'm open to everything. At the end of the day, we are open to everything. And that's really, really the importance. I say that prayer every single day. When a person puts intellect before a Muna, his intellect is going to lead him astray. Without a Muna, he won't realize that whatever's happening to him is from Hashem. That's the problem. Without faith, you won't realize that this is happening for you because of God. It's happening because of, of again, you, you'll, you'll apply it to something, you'll, you'll rationalize it. That's the way we work. Rab Nachman reveals that, that intellect without a Muna is dangerous because the intellect distorts the truth. And between you and me, we know that already. It's not because your intellect is really based on your past. And, and your intellect is based on your childhood. <laughs> and your intellect is based on many factors. So we don't see the way things are. We say the way things we are. So if you grew up in a certain lifestyle, you grew up in a certain house, and you grew up in it, you pretty much picked up like a sponge as a child what, what you thought the world is, right? Without applying a muna, your situation deteriorates because what happens is we keep on focusing on, we're not recognizing this is an invitation to get closer to God. And this is where he's saying here, you're with, you're, 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 the reason why we are in trouble in the first place is because your knowledge is the source of your, no- of your trouble. Because it's, you're using too much intelligence instead of using emunah. And you could see this in the world, how, how we, we laugh. That, you know, when the, when the FedEx, the, the scandal with FedEx, with the FTX, the Kevin O'Leary's, and all the chachamim, all the chachamim in the world, all the, the, the geniuses of the world, the hedge fund traders, were getting punked by this guy living with 25 people in his house in the Bahamas. And... They were all blinded. And they looked like a bunch of idiots. Do you understand? Chacham, knowledge, and this, and this, this title, and that title. Title did not know nothing. The bottom line is. A guy with, with I saw him at the heat game, and I'll never forget. I said, is this a joke? With all this hair. It looked like a, it would look like a, it would, I couldn't even comb his hair. You're going to invest billions of dollars with him? And they all fell for him. They all fell. So all, we could see this all the time. All the, we, we, look, at, look, at, look what happened in COVID. The whole world, and we fell with the Dr. Fauci's, all this intellect and intellect, science. Baba Mice, do you understand? Do you understand? When you have Emunah, you have everything. You, don't have, you, you follow your intellect and this and this. It's nothing but anxiety and depressions and rationalizations and markets and this and that. And I've been there before. I've been there. I've been in that world of I have to figure it out. And, it, and, I, and I didn't figure it out. Only when I went into, into what does God want from me? That should be the greatest question in, you, in, in your life. Not, what, why is this happening to me? Why, what does God want from me? When you change your questions in life, everything changes. What does God want from you in this situation? He wants you to build your tr- imuna. Instead of, why is this happening to me? What does God want from me? King Solomon, the wisest of all men, says, those who act in faith, are his desires. Hashem wants us to serve him with emuna, and the, when a person has pure emuna before intellect, he's going to listen to this. When you get, the whole point is, when you, ha, when you put emuna before intellect, you're going to eventually understand things greater than your intellect. You understand? You, the, the whole point about the intellect is that intellect is given to you once you, uh, once you have submission. This is why you hear Albert Einstein getting his greatest ideas in the shower. Tell me how that makes any sense. He says, I got my greatest ideas in the shower. 
He's naked in the shower, is when he's getting ideas, versus studying all night to get ideas. Why do we get ideas when we wake up in the morning? Sometimes we can't answer the question. We wake up in the morning with the answer right, right in front of our face. You know how many times this happened to me? The answer to my problem, I woke up in the morning and it was right there. It was the first thought I had in the morning. Because we're forced to go to sleep. Sleep is a muna. But if you're constantly saying, why is this happening to me? It's not a muna. What you have to ask is, what does Hashem want from me? And, and I can tell you, problem solving, it's either a situation in a person's life where I've seen, it's to get them, it's to, get them to change something spiritually, but very rarely it's just the detail itself. You understand? It's very rarely do you see, and I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of people today, a lot of people, and very rarely have I seen it's just the person. It's always what does God want from him? And the person is just a catalyst on, to do something different. He want, he keep, he's keeping you single. He wants you to, to work on, 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 on your muna. He wants you to work on your prayers. He wants you to work on, on, on judging people favorably. He wants you to work on... The, you know, he's, it's everything, it's not... It's, not it, it, it's, it's clearly that the problem becomes the catalyst for a person to become spiritual. Bottom line. It's the bottom line. Another reason why Hashem puts the night before the day is to teach us that before a person sees light in his life and achievement, he has to pass through darkness. He has to pass through darkness. You hear the, the, the video the other day about Patrick Ben David, right? He's, he's an right, entrepreneur. He's got $20 in his name, something, something crazy, and he, and, he, and he asked God for a sign that his mother should call him. His mother called him. And next thing you know, he sold his company for $200 million. These are examples. Bill W., he says, if, if, if you're out there, God, I'll do anything, anything. What happens next thing you know, he went from a, the founder of the 12 Steps. He, found, he, he went from darkness to the top of a mountain. So this is clearly, this message is constantly. The darkness that a person must withstand is both spiritual and material must be the, is to break down the inner darkness and arrogance. That means he's going to elevate you, but he wants to make sure that he, you recognize that he did it for you. It's not your own ego. And this is pretty much putting us in a situation where to prevent us from any form of arrogance. Because as we say many times, pride comes before the fall. That means before you're going to fall, in heaven they're going to make sure you fall big. So they elevate you. So you could fall really big. Pride comes before the fall, and greatness comes before humility. So a person who has humility he can expect greatness. So you could see, it, it, heaven is doing it for us to keep us humble. So when we are humble, we end up getting that, that, that thing. When Hashem destroys, so you're basically saying the, he, the arrogance itself and the ego is the, is the, so when you're humble and you go through pain, you're vulnerable, you're open to change, and etc. Another reason why darkness has to precede the light is many people don't appreciate life's blessings until they are taken away from them. That's another problem. When we're, when we're in, all of a sudden, we're, you know, I never forget that 
they, they caught a bomber that were going to burn, they were going to basically, they, this guy was going to uh, blow up Turnberry Synagogue. He was, going to burn through, he was going to blow up Turnberry Synagogue, and they happened to catch him, and the FBI caught him two, three years ago. In Aventura, you would have had, a, God forbid, a synagogue burnt, blown up in the middle of nowhere. Did anything, did anybody change? Did anybody go pray with a little more kavana? Did anybody do anything else? No. Thank God. Zero. That's it. Move on. Like nothing happened. How come a person will do a sudat hoda, will do a sudat of gratitude when he's saved from an accident or he's saved from trouble, but he won't do it when he's not saved from it? Do you understand? It makes no sense. That means imagine you got into a car accident, God forbid, and all of a sudden you're saved from it. Right? You're saved. You forget about it very quickly. But you would have went through the same, you would have broke your arm, broke your thing, and then after you healed, then you would have thrown through that. Make, tell me how that makes any sense. I mean, I saved you the arm injury, I saved you the doctors, I saved you the, 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 the rehab, rehabilitation, and it's okay. We, we don't, I'm telling you, we have, in, we have in, unfortunately, in part of our DNA, is this, this gene of ingratitude. And, and, and if you don't have a morning ritual to say thank you, you will be reminded of things that are taken away from you, so you're forced to say thank you. You know how many times we do this with our kids? That you don't appreciate, let me take it away from you. And then you'll see what it is. So this is another reason why. It's to keep you from, God forbid, ingratitude. This is why gratitude at the end of the day changes everything. Because gratitude is a muna. Gratitude is, is an expression of a, of a muna. Gratitude is believing in him. Also, what is dark? What is, why, why darkness before light? Sometimes a person, a person feel, finds himself in darkness so deep that he's like groping. He's groping like a blind man in a situation. Ramnathan tells us when a person cries out to God, just like Jonah cried out, what happens? Hashem flashes him with the advice on how to escape from darkness. So there's also, there's a time also that God also wants you to cry out from the heart. But the main thing, why you have to constantly, constantly go through these, these things in darkness is to keep you humble. Is to keep you humble. And if you recognize today, all, God forbid, sadness and depression, really a lot of it is connected to what? It's, it's connected to the... the is connected to, to, to not having faith. And that's really the truth. Our sages teaches, and this is where he takes this from all, our sages teaches that the sun corresponds to the intellect while the moon corresponds to Emunah. The Jewish people are considered like the moon. We are like the moon. The moon is full, the moon is half. We're not connected to the sun. Because remember, the sun doesn't change. As we said the verse, there's nothing new under the sun. We are connected to the moon. The moon is the Shechina. The feminine aspect of heaven, of God, is the Shechina. The divine presence is the moon. So the moon, when you see the moon, you also see the stories of our lives where you see life shining and you see life concealed. You see everything concealed. You see light and you see concealment. We are connected to the moon. You understand? We're also connected. What does the moon represent? Renewal that the moon, it doesn't stay like that forever. It can change in the blink of an eye. So, so the constant of renewal that you should always believe in renewal. Once we know that the sun is intellect and the moon is a muna, 
we realize that, that creating the world, Hashem reduced the light of Him in the world. Why? In order to give us free choice. Also, husband and wife. Husband is the, male, is the son, right? Husband doesn't change his mind that much. Woman changes her mind a few times. She needs light. She needs to receive. The moon is full, the moon is not. She constantly needs to be a receiver. She's a receiver. She, she has no light of her own. She needs light from others. She needs light from her husband. So the husband has to constantly give her light. And this is why the woman changed more. They changed her mind more. It's because they're connected to the moon. They're connected to the moon. But at the same time, women are much more spiritual than men. Women are much more spiritual than men. In the, if the light of the intellect and Muna were equal, if men and women were equal, then the evil inclination would have no power to tempt the individual. Even if that's why Rabbi Ruth says, the reason why a woman can't handle criticism is because she's not given a soul to handle criticism. If she could handle criticism, then God would have given her the power to handle it. So this is why you can't criticize a spouse. A man cannot criticize his wife because of this issue, because she's already feeling the lack, and she already needs a light. So if you imagine somebody is already feeling the lack, you go criticize them even more. It makes things ten times worse. Opposite, you have to give them light. If a person's power of Muna was just as strong as the intellect, he wouldn't sin. So this is why it's extremely important that, yes, you, you, the, the, the reason why, and we'll, we'll finish with this, the reason why the exile that we're in, in any situation that we're in, Rav Nachman tells us, any situation that we have is because we're in Mitzrayim. If we're suffering in a situation, we're Mitzar, Mitzar, we're in Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim, Egypt does not just mean Egypt. It means constriction. And the way to get out of Egypt is through faith. And when we look at the Exodus, the Exodus is not just a one-time exodus. It's a constant thing. When we're in Mitzrayim, we got to get out. What got the Jews out of Mitzrayim? Faith. Every single test that the Jews went through in the desert was about faith. And again, faith is the ability to think greater than you feel. I think that's the best definition. Faith is to act already like the situation is going to work out. To already invoke not to wait on a condition to happen, but to make a decision that I am feeling greater than I can feel greater than I feel. Do I have a reason to feel greater than right now? No. But remember, it's not about intellect. It's about faith. Faith is the ability to be single and walk around like you're already married for 30 years and it doesn't bother you. Faith is the ability to struggle when you're struggling financially, to believe already like you have money in the bank and there's no worries in the world. And to believe deep-hearted that you have that. Faith is already the ability to already enhance the higher emotion before. And what do you think? At the end of the day, what do you think? All of these things with Joe Dispenza and all this, it's all practicing faith. What do you think all this is? It's practicing already. To, can you live? Can you break the emotions that you normally wake up to, which is, which is survival? And can you get into creation? Even to a point where they did studies, where they where they where, where they showed people like, like they were living twenty years in the past, 
And how would they act like in their 20 years? They, were, they had more energy. So they showed people, and this is all happening in a ballroom, for God's sake. So you could see the power of a conscious effort, of, of belief. The power of belief, it changes your brain and etc. So again, remember, very simple. You cannot have emuna if you're not praying. <laughs> you cannot have emuna if you're not praying. Emuna has to be physically also. Faith is prayer. Ram Nachman says, emuna is a belief and also emuna is prayer. So if you believed in the prayer, if you're going to pray for rain, yes, you can bring an umbrella. You can bring an umbrella with you. So that's why we have to go back to the basics. So again, the main point of the story, of the situation, is that you're being tested. And the greater you, you are, the greater your test will be. Second thing is, focusing, focus on the, the, the revelation of light. We all love these stories in life. We, we, hear, we, we watch movies, we stories. Okay, when is the comeback happening? You know, you watch a movie and you're waiting for the climax where the guy's going to go and, and, you know, you, Creed and, you know, nobody's going to... Okay, let's watch Creed. And let, the guy got knocked out and he fell to addictions. <laughs> there would be no Creed 2. There would be no Creed 3. The comeback in life is what actually creates the second creed and the third creed, otherwise there would be one creed, one movie, that's it, done. Finished. Lose money. Everybody's waiting for the comeback, do you understand? Everybody's waiting for the situation in your life where the story about the Jews getting annihilated in, in, with, with Haman and the comeback happens. And the comeback happens. All of a sudden, he interprets the dream and next thing you know, Haman gets hung. I mean, that's the story of our lives. The Maccabees, the, Pur the Purim, Hanukkah. The story of our lives is the comeback. It's all about the comeback. And that's what faith allows. It's all about the comeback. And that's what we have to recognize. The darkness proceeds, then there's a comeback. And you just need a lot of discipline. At the end of the day, you have to repeat this. You have to take these words and really understand deep into your heart. Because what, what's, making us, what's making us have mental instabilities today is because we're trying to figure it out and we can't figure it out. And we can't figure it out because we're not supposed to figure it out. We're supposed to go into faith. And that's why a person's amuna, amuna is blind, blind faith. Blind faith. So again, Mashem, give us all strength, specifically for she should have Rafur Shalema and she should, a lot of people should have faith on her account, Bizrat Hashem. Have a great day.